Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Join more another one. What Culture. <laughs> Michael Sidgwick. So look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to oh, Collision oh. this weekend. Uh, some big matches, big things. John Moxley returning to look forward to, but it feels like I should talk to you something about something that's not related to Collision, and that is free agent Kazuchiro Carter to start. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he's going Evidently, it's one of either AEW or WWE. I couldn't even hazard a guess at this point. It's weird. The way they have announced it seems like it's there's a finality to it. Mm. Official statement, I'm going, thanks for the memories. Whereas if it was, we'll see about four times a year, good luck in AEW. Mm. It would be good luck on your new... It would just... It, it just seems very abrupt, gone, Dunsky, final, which would indicate to me, if I was a betting man, WWE. Hmm. Because if he's going to work AEW, the idea is you'd see him at least once a year at hmm. Forbidden Door. Yeah. But it's like, now he's gone. Like, he has gone. You're not reading anything into the announcement coinciding with that Tony Khan tweet at all? Or he's like, we're going to have a great 2024. Well... Tony Khan has been doing a lot of gifts and references to HBO properties, mm. which would indicate to me, and there was yet another one yes. underneath, but I yeah. forget, I think it was a wire reference, um, which would indicate to me something more on the business side. Okay. But then, you know, maybe, maybe, look, put it this way, if you put a five, if you put 500 quid in my hand and you said you've got five seconds, otherwise it disappears yes. either way. WWE or AEW. I'd go uh, AEW. I yeah. just would. It just seems more, it fits the AEW profile. Everybody else is going from New Japan to AEW. It would seem, it would allow Okada to stop in every now and then. Yeah. But away from the destination, this is very specific to me. Someone who must watch AE, uh, WWE for their job, I would prefer he went to WWE. 
Mm. I would prefer he went to WWE purely because if you're getting Okada and Osprey, bear in mind Osprey is a guy you could build around who hasn't even had his full I'm an AEW wrestler full-time debut, and then you're already getting a Carter, and that's on top of Hangman, Moxley, Danielson, Omega could go again. Um, I don't necessarily want to see it, but they probably think Jericho could go again. Mm-hmm. You've got MGF, you've got Joe. Like, bless. Drew, Sheamus, you know, all the names being linked with leaving WWE this year as well as all that. MGF, yeah. it's just, it's, that main event scene is so crowded. And you could... Swerve, obviously. Swerve, and you minimize the chances of Swerve really being the guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, you minimize the chances of Swerve truly, well and truly being the guy. And um, he could be the guy who has the belt, but not necessarily the top star or the best wrestler or whatever. Like, AEW for me, and I've said this even before, Osprey... Um, that main event scene is full. Conversely, WWE, like, Okada's, like, in his mid-30s now, considering how long he's been around, how many long matches he's had, how woven into the fabric of this acclaimed modern wrestling scene he is, like, still younger than, I think, the median age of WWE headliners. 36. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fascinating to see what, they would do with Okada, especially this newer version of WWE would do with Okada. Obviously, I think part of the the Shinsuke push recently has been a, we don't book Japanese wrestlers like we used to sort of thing. Um, And obviously there's no sort of, but then there's no sort of, um, and I know you and I insist on it, and then we say, actually, that's kind of allowed. There's obviously no freeze, that's the word I was looking for, on on AW signings. Yes, they should sign more women. Dionna's obviously just signed Mercedes, potentially. Um, but they've literally just signed Black Taurus. Black, well, he's not going to be called that, obviously. He'll be an ROH guy who yeah. does the odd job, unfortunately, um, as talented as he is. I think it's bad for the industry, this. I don't begrudge a Carter on a personal level with what he's put his body through, how much he has to train for these like really long, cardio-intense epics. I do not begrudge him when you look at the state of the Japanese wrestling scene and how much money there is to be made in the US, I do not begrudge him personally for leaving, especially after um, all the work he's done putting into the New Japan resurgence, mm. which, yes, was led by Tanahashi, but Okada was on top for a lot of it, like a lot of it, and they grew until the pandemic, which has throttled that company. Um, he grew them year on year on yeah, year, yeah, on year yeah. with him on top. He was a, like a great, great draw, great headliner. It just feels way different. It was Melter who's pointed out. This is probably inevitable as much as it feels shocking and literally unprecedented. The, the top guy in Japan has never voluntarily moved full-time to the U.S. Dave Melter has pointed this out. Yeah. That's not my insight. It's never once happened. I suppose it was inevitable when New Japan rose in profile um, and the idea, like the Japanese influence stylistically over the US has been profound over the last however many years. It just feels like it's way more accepting and welcoming of the ace to come to the US and be an actual star with mm. no caveats. So it's unprecedented as it was, since it's Dave's insight, not mine. It was inevitable. And um, if you look at the, it's in a state of just, I don't want to say disrepair, but severe decline, mm. maybe even rot. Um, the, How many people are saying this to Andy on the news? How many people work in that show in February aren't going to be under contract? Oh, God, I, I know. War Dogs. Uh, is Osprey working it, possibly? Yeah, it's part, yes, of, the, yeah. It's part of the send-off. Yeah, um, Everyone leaves town? You know what I mean? It's, 
yeah. It's grim. It really is grim. Um, I don't know what the answer is. And what's troubling is that Ghetto hasn't either. I feel sorry for him because a lot of people are going two-footed. I've said this with Ghetto a million times. No one has lasted as long no. at a peak of their powers in terms of a, a booker as him. Um, but everyone has their day. His days lasted longer than everyone's, but his day's done. Um, he used to be so great at building in the background a lot of really cool, unique, distinct stars. Um, so much so that when Nakamura and AJ left, all right, okay, Naito and Omega, and then they went to even sort of even greater heights. Omega left, right, okay, Jay White and Osprey can fill that gap. Um, but he can't do it anymore. Mm. I know the new Musketeers have, people are, I think, maybe being naive to suggest they can replace. And it's not just the talent or the star power. Um, Shota Umino, for me, is very, very patchy. Sometimes he can look like a world beater. Sometimes his push is very tell, don't show. Um, Yota Suji, um, he's got the look... But I think the problem, and this will face everyone, this faces a lot of people in wrestling to this day, the problem with the Yota Suji is this generation, I think only years from now, will, I, they, they were just so good, and mm. they were so great. Like your Okada, um, your Tanahashi's, yes, he's probably from a different generation, like your Omega, your Naito's, like you just, you had an abundance of star power, um, and it's not so easily replaced, and one of the ways in which that last generation, which is either heading out or in physical decline, um, like their selling point was these absolutely incredible, blow away, best of all time matches. Poor Yotsuji, what's he meant to do? How's he going to better Dominion 2018? Yeah. How are you going to do yeah. that? How are you going to better some of these G1 climax finals? The only way is that if they overcorrect and truly break their bodies and do yet more transgressive things to try and eclipse it. I don't know what the answer is. I've long made the argument that wrestling was too good for its own good over the past four or five years. Yeah. And we are now, last year in this, kind of in that aftermath. Um, so I do, I worry badly for New Japan and its prospects and its fortunes. I can't begrudge Okada personally. Um, I would like to see him presented in a different way well, the same way, but a different two WWE way in WWE. Um, but I think again, as I said, five hundred pounds. If it if you don't put the bet on, it loses and a million pound drop seconds. or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AEW, and if it is AEW, I really hope, and it's not going to happen. But I really hope there's more excursions in the other direction. Yeah. After all, New Japan is not only a collaborator with AEW. You surely want this Forbidden Door tradition to mm. continue. Sort of had it with Jungle Boy, but that's a very different it's situation. It's a bit politically, yeah. um, politically motivated and yeah. convenient, or whatever word you want to describe. Yes, you're going to get Moxley for the big shows. Danielson might do a Tokyo Dome and a double or nothing and an all-out after ne after this year when he retires or like enters a quasi-retirement. Osprey will go back, but it's not the same. It is not the same at all. Um, you need... like. You, it's not the same to just say, all right, you'll do a destruction, um, or, sorry, a Dominion or a Wrestle Kingdom. Like, New Japan doesn't have rights fees 
they are heavily reliant on paying fans mm. and they are going to need stars to draw those fans for the smaller shows so that the revenue accumulates. Um, but I, I, I just hope there's excursions in the other direction. Mm. I just think it's such a convenient move for both parties because New Japan has been gutted talent-wise, mm. gutted the core talent that they're trying to build around. They haven't done it with the, the usual bold way with which... Mm. Um, Ghetto used to try and replace his outgoing stars. So what happens is, early 2016, Nakamura and AJ go to the Fed. Omega is tapped as the next, right, you're going to be the next star alongside Naito, Tanahashi, and Okada. That's going to be the four you're going to build around for the next hour of many years before the next cycle. Right, okay, no pissing about. Um, Omega, you're going to win the uh, G1 Climax. <sighs> First try. <laughs> and it's like, wow. When Okada first burst onto the scene, people thought the match graphic was a joke and he looked like he was a gang. Like, he looked like he was in year nine. <laughs> that you got re- the most gangly and awkward a teenager looks. Yeah. That was Okada on the match graphic and he won. And it was just so bold. Uh, ZSJ's on that tier. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about collision at some point. <laughs> um, ZSJ is on that tier. Underneath the huge big stars. Like he's not headline Wrestle Kingdom caliber of a star. But even when they had him, like really in 2017, when he first really burst into New Japan, he went undefeated in the New Japan Cup on route to winning. That was a kind of a bold move. Where are these bold moves with your Narita's, your Suji's? A good your, time for Nick Nemeth. Your, your Umino's. That's an indictment. Like nothing against Dolph Ziggler. Oh. And I'm not saying you literally, literally send hook and all your answers are, um, you know, resolved or whatever. It's just hard. Like, I don't know, maybe a quality over, a quantity over quality thing. Because hook isn't a carder. Like, I love him, but he's not a carder. But he needs reps and the AEW schedule doesn't really allow for reps. It's mm. TV only. You're not wrestling every week on TV. Um... Like, Hook, I love the match against Joe. We dis, uh, If you haven't listened to the review from Dynamite uh, mm. he, pod yesterday. But, you know, he, some of his strikes don't look good at all. He needs that muscle memory of mm. doing it over and over and over and over again. And Hook's never had it. There's a few wrestlers who are in a certain place in AEW where it doesn't seem likely that they're going to ascend, especially now with Okada and Osprey, at least one of whom is going to be in AEW's coming. It just feels like... New Japan feels as like thin and desperate for star power as AEW is overflowing with it yeah. so much so that it's impossible for all of them to resonate as the stars they could be. It just feels like the only answer. And look, New Japan aren't going to go, right, we'll take anyone you've got and push them in a main event. Even though they haven't been bold with it, they do have plans at some point to do something with the Musketeers. Yeah. Like they want to build around those core guys. Um, and, you know, you can't just say, all right, who could go and spend a year in Japan, will you? It's like, you want to yeah. be nice about it. There's lifestyle upheavals to consider. It's just a bleak time, mm. realistically. I don't think WWE or AEW need a Carter, but a Carter feels like he wants to get out, cash in. Probably the Carter in general as well, just to wrap this up, is that because of the style he works and the length of match he tends, he has made his own, it's not that exciting a move to see him in a new place because it's been a lot of Okada for the past decade. Like, yeah. a lot, a lot of the time. 
40 minute matches a lot of the time I think part of the problem of working those incredible 40 minute epics some of the best matches you'll ever see is that now even in new surroundings the idea of watching a card or an AEW I'm like well it's just it's easy to get familiar mm. with the Carter's work so I just it's a shame Again, I don't need to see him anywhere else. I don't need to see that many Okada matches. Um, Really. The most interesting he's been in years was at the start of last year when people were starting to... The characters underneath them were starting to realize, is he the same? Mm. He's losing more big matches than he's winning or he's not quite this unassailable, dominant force. Maybe it's time the scalp can be taken. And he was like, nope, off, um, I'll beat the shit out of you yes. if you think you're taking my spot. Now, in fact, I'll be very nasty about it. He can't necessarily... That character was so great, he can only play it when he's really established in New Japan. He can't mm. go to AEW and play that character. No. Yeah, you have to build him as Akada, but in AEW. The, the Akada you know, but in AEW is a top star. That's not interesting. He's played that role for 10 years, and he's done it for so long in so many long matches. I just don't feel good about any of it. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. <laughs> well, bring it back to uh, Collision. Uh, one of the questions I was going to ask you when I was looking Carter at versus it. Punk, though. Yeah, yeah. One of the questions I was going to ask you before this Okada stuff broke. Okada versus Gunther. I want him to go to the Fed. I'm <laughs> sorry, I just do. 
So I've seen Osprey Okada, I've seen Okada Omega, I've seen Okada Danielson. Mm. Part of the problem, sorry, with the crossover between AEW and New Japan and the relationship between AEW and New Japan is that he's not really walking into AEW with that many real marquee box office gimmick uh, mm. matches. Sorry. No, I was going to say, the question I was going to ask you before all this stuff broke was because we've got a show tonight, this weekend, sorry, with, with Mox and Danielson and Claudio about the end, potentially, of the Blackpool Combat Club. Does the Okada news change your opinion on that? Uh, Brian, Danielson and Claudio taking on Kingston and Ortiz uh, on collision. John Moxie's going to return. We'll talk about him in a second. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, does it feel like it's past its sell-by date, the, the BCC? Yes, it does. It does. Again, we've had this opinion. Kind of, I think we all, it's one of the rare things me, you, and Hamlet all agree on is that they would be so better off as individuals... Because this... You could go to Japan, sorry. To yeah. Blackpool Combat Club is this kind of loose collective of hard lads. I just It's one of those things. It's so much better on paper than in execution. We've lamented the fact that they play this sort of like hard-nosed, kind of charmless um, tweener act where they're heels in some foods, but you like them so much that you don't really want to boo them, even when they're beating up Phoenix. And their faces the other times, but they don't have the best babyface attributes. Like 2020 Moxley is better than anything he's ever done. Mm. Underdog babyface Danielson doesn't work. You can do make you make anything work on any given night. But what if there was a bit of consistency? You know, mm. it, maybe it would be a lot better. So let's dive straight into it's Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus Brian Danielson and Ka Claudio Castagnoli. Yes. Talk briefly about the match. Spoiler alert, it's probably going to be really good. Yes. <laughs> it's probably going to go, maybe, with a bean collision, five minutes longer than it needs to be, in truth. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, it's going to be, like, incredibly stiff. Um, they'll blend brawling and technical aspects. It's going to be a great match. I'm very keen. I'll be watching the result with maybe a shred of uh, anxiety because I think there's two things that could happen here, right? They've told you and they've obviously they've shown you, but they've reminded you more than once that Eddie Kingston has the BCC's number mm -hmm. he's in the, uh, throughout the C2. He defeated everyone mm -hmm. other than Uta. And he's just beaten Uta, actually. Maybe that match didn't happen by accident ah. on Rampage. So he's beaten Claudio in the C2. He's beaten Danielson in the C2. He beat Moxley in the C2 final. And then on Rampage last week, he defeated Wheeler Uta. I'm hoping that match hasn't happened by accident with the idea that... They are the guys who train their necks every single day in the gym, in the dojo, or whatever, constantly training, training, training to be the best, to mold the youth. And they should, at some point, it would make sense for the characters to all ask themselves, we're beating a guy who, by his own admission, doesn't really hit the gym that much, who we think we're better than, but mm -hmm. are we? If we're all losing to Eddie Kingston... There's no shame that Eddie Kingston rules, but they should be thinking they're shaming that mm. because of their approach to wrestling versus Eddie's. Someone like Claudio should be ashamed. Is a character yes. that the, he the, put it this way: Claudio spends more time in the gym than Eddie Kingston, and Eddie and Claudio's character is part of the BCC. Is that the gym, the lifestyle, the drills that all makes a great wrestler? But can it if you're not beating um, Eddie? They should be looking in, inwardly and as a collective thinking: How good are we? Are we? You know, or maybe it's your fault, or you lost first, and all the rest of it. They should be pointing fingers at each other. So what if Eddie and Ortiz beat them? Yes. And Danielson and Claudio are like, well, you, wh 
what are you doing getting pinned off him? Like a shoving match. You, he beat you as well on the Continental Classic. I, it's, I'm annoyed that he's beaten all of the BCC over the past two months because they the, the, the natural plot development should be the BCC implodes. Yeah. Equally, this result, and this is why I'm anxious, could be one of Claudio or Danielson pins Eddie Kingston in this tag match and says, right, Continental Class, uh, Continental Crown, I'm confused about what, what's it even called? I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> yes. Match on TV or at Revolution. I've literally seen Eddie Kingston versus Danielson and Claudio twice in 2023. That's not that much. No. It's AEW who's broken the trend of rematches. So much so that when they happen a lot in AEW, it's like, oh, well, I've seen it. Mm. I don't need to see. It's like, I'm such a dickhead. Everyone else will be like, oh, yes, we get to see Danielson versus Eddie again or Claudio versus Eddie again. I personally don't. And maybe I'm not on the same wavelength as the listeners. I apologize for that, but it didn't seem particularly inspiring for me. It's, I don't. It feels very WWE to step it up and say, put the Continental Crown on the line, and we'll put the, the group on the line. Almost, yeah. we can't be the Blackpool Combat Club if we lose this match yeah. or whatever. I really hope that it spells. It's this is the beginning of the end, and this match is really it's Kingston beating them again. That is the the catalyst yes for the implosion of the group one more thing as well is this might be naive pipe dream and stuff because we know tony khan's a bit feckless right and we know that the bcc bloody love being in the bcc <laughs> they just love it yeah. right and this danielson 2024 is a gift wrapped present from tony khan to say i will bend over backwards to give you what you want mm -hmm. You want ZSJ? Got him. You want the, you want your dome match? Got it. You want McGuinness at Wembley potentially? You've got it. Do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You can pick your matches. This doesn't seem like the kind of promoter who's going to say to his top stars who he wants to appease, uh, "I'm not feeling this group that you love being in. I'm going to split you up." Yes, That's, it's not in Tony Khan's DNA. I don't think to sense that. Yeah, it's good. But I could do so much better if yes. you listen to my ideas. He just doesn't seem like he's got the spine for it. So I think Eddie Kingston gets beat him and do a CT rematch. I'm inclined to agree with you, but I agree that I think it should be a loss for the BCC again. Speaking of the BCC, one of the big things on tonight's show is the return of John Moxley. What does 2024 hold for him? What do you want to see from him going forward? Because we said we almost wanted him to go away for a while. Yeah. To sort of miss him so he can come back. But I get that. I get that. I just don't think it's happening. Um, you got to understand as well, like, promoters worry way more. I mean, I care about ticket sales only insofar as if there are more tickets sold, that will more often than not make for a better atmosphere. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're looking at ticket sales, not as, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have a louder building? They're looking at ticket sales as an... Uh, Support an argument in support of give us this money for our rights fee or whatever, yeah. or we need to survive as a business and we need to spot a trend. You think of it way, way more deeply than we do. And how do you sell tickets to shows? Well, born, you put your stars on there. That's why you can't just. And you've be, got no MJF, no, yes. no uh, Omega, no Jericho to a certain extent right now. We well, have got Jericho. Well, yeah. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. So I, and I think Tony Khan knows it. I think Tony Khan must realize, in his heart of hearts, Jericho needs six months. Moxley could do with three or four months off. But the reality of business, which wrestling fans, myself included, 
of Russell and Craig, really, mm-hmm. are guilty of like naive pipe dreams that would, in fact, make wrestling better, but don't match up with the reality of how it needs to be. An off-season would be lovely. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, that, gonna, that's never, the ultimate uh, example, Will Bourne. An off-season would be immaculate. I would love to spend six weeks, six weeks, just counting down the days. Oh, Dynamite in four weeks again. Premier Dynamite. Premier, oh, it's a week away. I haven't seen anything from it. Who's going to interact with who? Who's going to challenge who? Who's going to beat up who in the match? What the matches are going to be on Dynamite? You'll never get that feeling ever. Um, so I don't know what it holds for Moxley, but it's going to be a bit more down to earth, I think, than a lot of people have wanted out of that character. Like people are like, "Please go on holiday for your good and ours." Just isn't happening. Um, the tr- like he's part of the problem with Moxley as well is that he's just he seems from the outside looking in like one of the like the nice ones. One of the ones who just isn't fake. Mm. One of the ones who gets the bollocks of it all and hates it. The heel turn hasn't worked because I don't want to be that guy. No. And if he's going to be the babyface John Moxley, you kind of have to win all the time for you to believe in him. And I don't want him to see the. Ch- I don't want to have him be the champion. No, he's had it all the time. It feels like so. I've done, done international title stuff as well. Yeah, the short, the succinct way of putting this is that the solution to the John Moxley problem isn't realistic. TNT title? It's like, I'm just thinking... When of, he was international title, we didn't care. Or yeah. certainly I didn't. I was like, ah! Oh. felt like a placeholder until they just put it back on cast. It felt like a political thing of Moxley's star powers kind of waning. Let's give him a title and a run. First, before it went awry, I was like, John Moxley versus Action Andretti. Uh, I don't care about that. Mm. I um, The solution to the John Moxley problem isn't realistic. Any chance that they are putting things out in plain sight, and this is a major debauch from what we've seen for the last two weeks, and to just to shock everyone, Moxley's the one who answers the Cope Open. And it leads to other stuff. He's not just all blown off on Saturday, but like, and it's a bit of a shift from... Griff Garrison and Lee Moriarty to John Moxley. But a, a spark of something of like, right, we're kind of finishing up the heel edge of Moxley here. So having put over Copeland and go, I, I don't know, not necessarily immediately. You can blow it off at Revolution if you want to. Nah. But not, no. happening. not happening. He's not beating Copeland. No, I meant lose to Copeland and go away for a bit. He's not beating Moxley. But I, 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 for the first time in a long time, I don't know what they're going to do with Moxley or even what I want to see from yeah, Moxley. This is one of the re- things I keep going back to, and I'm sorry for boring, boring you all senseless. One of the big problems with AEW at the minute is that it's in that four-year period. Yeah. The Attitude Era lasted around about that time frame. Um, the New Generation Era lasted around that time frame. Good Booker runs last about that time <laughs> yes. frame. It is in an thing with no off season, no off switch, relentless all the time. Four years usually is quite enough. That's why I put up a ghetto. Like four years in, let's keep this going. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, more fallout from last week's uh, main event to come tonight. Of course, FTR House of Black stuff. Um, just a co- very basic plotting this, isn't it? Just to cover it off as well. Um, so I'm watching Prime NXT that feels less fake. That's yes. what I'm feeling like yeah. I'm watching. Um, 
I was going to say, yeah, Rampage did a better viewership than Collision last week, but that doesn't really count because it was... Yeah, Saturday's a, death, a, a, we've discovered. We've, and it's we've playoff season this. as well, in particular. Um, yeah, just to cover it off, because there's not been one announced, unsurprisingly, at a time of recording. We're anticipating a, a TBS title-adjacent women's match on this show, um, maybe announced after Rampage. Yeah, they haven't really touched the Julia Hart, Sky Blue verse. Mainly, it's been mainly the world title picture. So, oh, hang on, TBS. Yeah, we oh. had we had the world. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I would imagine maybe because we had Deonna's debut last week, of course. So it's like yeah. world title one week, TBS the other. Julia um, Hart versus Amy Sakura. Um, but yeah, FTR House of Black. Uh, this rolls on um, tonight with FTR's new mate Daniel Garcia taking on Buddy Matthews. Should be really strong. Yeah, Buddy Matthews is like. It's like his athletic explosiveness wants to burst out of his own ripped skin every single time he does moves. <laughs> He'd be a good one. To so go rapid. Me. Good one for Japan. Like, you're missing Omega, are you? Well, we got Buddy Matthews right here. It's a sign of the times, but it would <laughs> yes. still be really good. Um, he would be great. He would be absolutely like... What are they building to with FTR House of Black? Because they've done... Um, oh, oh, my God. Are you sitting down? I've got a match for you. Yes. What if they go between 40 <laughs> and 60 minutes in a two out of three falls match? What kind of... St- are they going to chase Star Reigns or just, just see what happens? It'll be sprinting to get that sixth star <laughs> like he is Masato Yoshino. That's what Dax Howard will be doing in about two freaking weeks. Because it's like they've done... You lose, you join the House of Black. That's happened. And it was like, we win. And he beat us down afterwards. And then we get Daniel Garcia. And he beat us down. But we chase you off with chairs afterwards. There's never been a definitive like, right, well, that's settled now. It's just the most basic, basic wrestling storytelling to get to matches that half the time are eight to ten minutes too long. Yeah, I'm uninspired by this FTR run on collision. I'm uninspired by FTR generally. Look, I don't know if I'm the wrong person to speak to about this. I do, and I know X is a bubble, but I see a lot of this sentiment. Like, Dax Harwood has become a meme yeah. for this exact kind of thing, and I don't know what the answer is. And you know what the worst thing is? I'm going to put over Dax Harwood here, is that he's... Remember that four-minute sprint against the workhorse? Man? Yes. Now, that was great. It's like, you can if you can do it in four... Why do you do it in 26 every week? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if it, the heel turns the answer. A, a break is the answer again. But I... Collision is basically... For a quarter of its runtime, Dax Howard gets to chase star ratings, and I find it a bit boring, to mm. be perfectly honest. So. Win for Garcia tonight makes the most sense, or...? Um, no, a win for Buddy Matthews. I don't know who cares. That's the thing. Do I care who wins this match? No. Is it going to matter in the long run? Or are they going to still be facing off in a multi-man match down the road? Yes. Yes. This is the end of the road. No, it's just not an interesting story. It's just it's a vehicle to chase good long wrestling matches. That's what it is. And it's very, very transparent. Uh, one final thing to look forward to, uh, I referenced earlier on, on tonight's show. Adam Copeland, of course... Doing another Cope Open Challenge. Um, do you want to play the game straight away? Or do you want to pick someone first that you'd actually like to see? We have Moriarty, like I said, and uh, Griff Garrison. Who is in that sphere 
of Barely Gets on TV. Thank you, Andre. You said it earlier. Yep. Sorry. Adam Colton versus, like, who's barely on TV. We like to keep them around for some reason. They're under contract. Let's just wait for their to expire. No one deserves to get released when they've entered an agreement. Actually, Andre's in that sphere. AR Fox. I'm going AR Fox. I like that as a match. I'd really like to see that. Guess. I mean, I like AR Fox a lot. Yeah, but it is one of those. You weren't really familiar with AR Fox, were you? I was not. (laughs) Have I mentioned that? Uh, I had no idea who AR Fox was, and AW introduced him to me, and I think he kicks ass. He does kick ass. Look at me being a complete knob about some wrestler that you like. Uh, But give it some fire back. No, God, I'm, I'm waiting to play a game. I'm just. Oh, let's go, let's go. Get... It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. Did it, did it, did it. Who answers the Cope Open this week, or who should probably? Pro Evo rules. Pro Evo rules definitely oh, yeah. on this one. Um, so yeah, tell me when to stop, and then uh, if you don't like, it, you get two skips. Uh, I am scrolling through the AW roster page. Uh-huh. When you're ready, tell me when to stop. Give me a number between one and five. Stop. Four. I believe he's still injured, so this doesn't count. Mark Davis. Yep, no, I'll have to start again. Yep. I'm scrolling again. Remember Kyle Fletcher? Seriously, I don't. Diddly, diddly, diddly. Two. Stop two. Penta. No. <laughs> Twist. I've seen enough Penta matches last, li- last lifetime as well. Not his fault. It's the fact that wrestling doesn't have an off-season. Mm-hmm. Stop. One. <laughs> Bit of a long shot again. Swerve Strickland. Long term. That's a match I want to see. Yeah, Twist. Okay, so this is it. Whoever this we is land it. on Don't is, is going to be the person who answers. Stop. Now then, you are on a... Five. Oh! Has anyone I made that? I got, I've got too excited there. Anyone mm. made that noise about an Adam Colton match? Um, I, I, I've got I've got ahead of myself. Because I saw the like, ah. Four would have been pack. Uh. And that's what I should have got most excited about. But five is really funny. Is it Peter Avalon? No. It is. And that is I kind of want to see it. Parker Boudreaux. Yes. <laughs> Let's see how can Edge make him look halfway competent. Mm. Copeland make him look halfway competent. Mm. We'll see when uh, Adam Copeland faces off against Ear Fox tonight on Collision. Is that right? Is that right, Trench? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I <miss laughs> uh, right, let us know I'm your thoughts. I'll come back. <laughs> Every now and then. Um, I know you've you've uh, you've just said there. You know you like to. And make a comeback, but uh, in terms of like um, eating vegetables, <laughs> you know, in, uh, on your Sunday roast, you got your you got your carrots, you got your cauliflower, you got your broccoli, you got your potatoes, um, you got your peas. In terms of, <laughs> I'm sorry, James, just in terms of those vegetables I've just listed there. I mean, to take pick any of them, have you ever tasted any of those vegetables previously? Yeah, I've had peas before. So your thoughts on NWA collision this weekend on X at What Culture WWE? Watch that. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at 
Sedgwick. Imagine if we bump into him over Mania weekend. Speaking of which, by the way, oh yeah, tickets actually by the time this podcast goes out will be on sale. Yeah, you, you need to go now. Yeah, because it. I'm not being I'm not being a carny grifter. The sign up, mm. I don't want to sell sell short, but the the, the sign up was like what? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. many people. Phil and Phil and Murray told us the other day, and I was like, sorry, that sounds like you've said a number that I could never have dreamed dreamt yeah. of. But yes. Whatculture.com. Almost as big as this collision gate. Forward slash. T- <laughs> oh, yeah. Forward slash tickets for our live show, The Meet in the WrestleMania Weekend Sandwich. Uh, it goes down um, on noon of uh, WrestleMania Sunday. So, plenty of time if you're going to night two of WrestleMania to get there. Whatculture.com forward slash tickets for What Culture Live. First time we've done a live show in America in five years. So, head over there right now. Uh, and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, where we get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. SmackDown Preview is available right now. Wrestle Culture is coming your way later on today. And me and Sidge, of course, will be back on Monday to review AEW Collision. For now, this has been the Collision Preview. My thanks to Sidge. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.